Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode here of In the Zone. I'm Giancarlo Alino and joined as always here, Chris Martelli. And Chris, it's a big night tonight. The oh, Royal yeah. Rumble. One of uh, the best pay-per-views of the year for WWE or premium live event as they're calling it now. And uh, there's a lot of hype around this one. They're in the Alamo Dome, so they're going to have probably a little bit more than the baseball stadiums where you've been used to the last few years. But start off with the women's rumble match because there's not really anybody announcing this they this is what's a good thing about it who are your surprise entrants in this and who do you think is going to be the star of this rumble uh surprise entrance if i really had to go you know kind of bold here i'd probably say i mean i want to go balls to the wall and say um what was her name the girl from uh from tna all those years ago who was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, fuck, what was her name? I forget her name. Alino. She was the, the women's champ for a long time. This was recent, too. Uh, fuck, I don't remember her name. Um, uh, Peraza? Was that that one? Yeah, it was her. Yeah, Peraza. I want I want to see I want to see people break the fourth wall like the Forbidden Door too. Like I wouldn't again. They did it with Mickey James. I think it was last year, two years ago. I think she'll be in it. I think Lita is another good surprise that I think is going to happen. Um, there's just not a lot of women. I think the biggest surprise that I think will probably get the biggest pop, Alina, we haven't seen her in a while. I think Naomi has to be in this. She hasn't been around for a long time. It would be nice to see Naomi go in there and get a relatively good reaction and have a good performance because, you know, we all know she was a former Women's champion, Lacey Evans is probably going to be in the match. I think that's going to be a great sign. Another uh, person, Alino, I don't know if she's on mat leave or I don't know what's going on, but Carmella we haven't seen in a while either. So maybe she's a name that uh, that can be in it. But I like what you said last week. You had Mandy Rose potentially being the surprise entrant here and might even taking the Rumble. But for me, in terms of who I think is going to shine the brightest, I think it's leaning towards either Becky Lynch or Rhea Ripley. I think Rhea Ripley, this might be her time to elevate and, and win the uh, the Women's Rumble. I saw an article on on, on Sports Keto, you know, I thank God you didn't write it, but um, <laughs> I, saw, I saw someone said that, what would be a bigger spotlight for Rhea Ripley? Her winning the Women's Rumble or her getting three or more eliminations in the Men's Rumble? Because oh, man. like if you put her in the Men's Rumble, the, like she's gonna have to eliminate at least one person, isn't she? Because we saw with Beth Phoenix a couple years with the Great Kali, what she did. Uh, we saw what Nia Jax, what she did a couple years ago in the Rumble. Uh, do you think Rhea Ripley is uh, in a good spot to be in the men's? I think she should just win the women's at this point. Yeah, I agree. Like now that they have both like a men's and women's Rumble, I think it would take away if she were to win the rum women's Rumble because. That should be a meaningful thing in someone's career. And if you'd win that and go to the men's rumble, kind of shows like, oh, okay, this means a lot more to her in her career. So I'm with you on that. Like if she goes in that match, maybe Ray, she would just eliminate, just uh, continue that whole thing with Dominic and Ray. But I had want to see her in the men's Royal Rumble match. I mean, because they, they hinted at it for a while, man, with like, you know, he, she was going up against uh, Tazawa and, and all those guys on on raw and winning clean it's just i don't 
I don't really know what to expect with, with the booking here. I think Rhea is in a spot where you have her like, like be like a Bianca Belair where she just comes in. She I remember, I mean, was it two or three years ago? She had that match against Charlotte at mania came up short, but that was a big defining moment for her. I think this is just, she's at a different level right now. She's carrying Dominic. She's carrying the judgment day. She, she's one of the premier people in that, um, in that faction, if not the leader. So I think a big rumble win here would not only benefit her, but I think it would also benefit Bianca at this point because you have her going up against Alexa Bliss. There's not a lot of premier, I think, contenders for her. I think Asuka, I don't know where she's been. Maybe that's another surprise entrant because we haven't heard from her. But if there's one person, Alino, and I'll say this for sure, that needs to step up in the rumble if she's in it, and I, it, again, it, they've been focused on Bailey so much. I think Io Shirai at some point has to break through and just have that Dolph Ziggler type of Royal Rumble performance where she's in it for 35 plus minutes. You understand that her NXT run was phenomenal. She was one of the, probably the top five women in the company. And now she's just there. So I think, you know, if, if, if Vince or Triple H, whoever's in charge at this point, want to throw a curveball, Maybe you have Io Shirai be the Iron Woman in this match and really turn some heads. I agree. I think if there's someone in that group that has to, like Dakota Kai kind of like had a long reign there in NXT. Io Shirai, she had her great moments, but since she's been on the main roster, this is uh, an opportunity to shine. But in terms of uh, surprise entrance, I think we'll see some of the usual, like Beth Phoenix come out, Michelle McCool. We'll see some of those names. I don't think they'll go like too nxt heavy like we see in the past uh, i think they'll probably keep it at like three or four i don't think they'll go with 10 out of the 30 uh even though the roster there's not really a lot of women that stick out that could be in the main event right now so i just think uh since sonia deville has a match with charlotte already next week i don't think she'll be a big factor they could have done something here but i'm just gonna stick with my uh, surprise entrant pick winning it i think uh beth phoenix and uh Rhea Ripley are going to go at it. It's going to cause a couple eliminations that will lead to maybe Rhea and Beth at Elimination Chamber. And I see uh, Mandy, number 30, winning the match. I love that. I, and, Elino, the girl that I was talking about before was Tessa Blanchard. I think she would be oh, a good yeah. surprise because we've been hearing her name for, what, two, three years. Since AEW came around, everyone was saying, yeah, you know, the WWE should get Tessa Blanchard. She just had one of the most impressive knockout you know, championship runs that we can remember. And you put Tessa Blanchard there with Charlotte. I think that's already must see. Another one, Alino, that I think we just don't give her enough credit just because of the position is Shayna Baszler. I think this is, again, she's she's gotten close to winning it. And I think we, we're at this point now where we haven't heard from Ronda in a while. Uh, Shayna was linked to Ronda on TV. I think you really have to make her look credible here. You really have to make her win win something eventually she's too good she's ready i think for a prime spot if it's not Rhea ripley or like you mentioned mandy rose or even becky because becky again is a safe option i think you might have to go off the board and go with Shayna baszler because Shayna baszler versus either charlotte or bianca to me that's marketable i think that would be really good and even just on the tessa blanchard pick totally i don't think it's with aew anymore free agent rick flair you bring him back in the fold they can have those two old guys go at it on the outside i think that would be a a fun little wrestlemania moment there but 
I like the picks there. I th- what I like that they didn't announce too many names. It adds more uh, mystique to the matchup. Like it's more unpredictable. You don't know who's going to show up. What legends are going to show up? So I wish he did that with the men's rumble instead of announcing like twenty five out of the thirty <laughs> names. But on that match, we got uh, Brock and Bobby Lashley, who now the latest to uh, make themselves like known that they want a WrestleMania main event again. So Brock and Bobby. Do you think that if this is a plan for WrestleMania, do you think they're going to actually have the U.S. title on the line here with Brock Lesnar involved? No. Uh, this is going to be a typical no disqualification. I think one. it's going to be similar, I think, to Ambrose and Lesnar, like that build, except not a manhandling where Brock manhandled Dean that WrestleMania, which to me, Alino, call me crazy. That might have been one of the biggest disappointments for me in the last like 10 WrestleManias. Cause like that match was heavily advertised to be a show stealer. Like what we saw with triple H and Brock when they did the no holds barred and triple H's career was on the line. We knew he wasn't losing that match, but you know, in this case here with Brock and Bobby, just the way it's been built organically, but here's the thing, you know, the last couple times we've seen this Brock is absolutely decimated Bobby. So I think at this point in time, when they're both in the Royal Rumble match, I think you need Bobby to come out first. I think you need him to to get a couple eliminations. I'll say maybe minimum four. And then you have Brock come out and they just go to war and they either eliminate almost everybody with them or they just eliminate each other. So I think we're going to see a Mick Foley, Randy Orton classic 2004. Maybe Bobby is the guy that clotheslines Brock and himself over. Maybe it's Brock. I don't know. But I think at this point in time, we're going to be seeing a war at WrestleMania. And I think this no DQ match, it's a long time coming. And you know what, Alino? I got to go with your boy, Bobby Lashley, getting the win at WrestleMania. I think it's long overdue. Do you think with the Hurt Business look like they're going to be involved here? Who does Brock Lesnar even this? Like, he has to even things out. Like, is there anybody they bring in or do you just have Brock versus the Hurt Business as a big feud leading up? I think you've mentioned this before. I think he has so much history with Shelton Benjamin. So I think that dynamic alone where it's like, yeah, you're with me, right? And then he's like, no. And then he pulls out a chair and starts beating Brock with it. There's just so much different ways you can go about it. Brock has never been a tag team guy. I think the last time I saw him in a tag team was with Kurt Angle in 2003. So the guy's just never really been a tag team type of guy. If there's one guy that I think can maybe join him, but he's already going to be busy at WrestleMania, is Mr. Luchador Rey Mysterio. I think you could have Rey and Brock maybe be a really fun team. We saw uh, that one match that they had. I think it was at SummerSlam. That match was freaking incredible with Dominic and Rey versus Brock. So I think if there's one guy that would tag team with uh, (laughs) that Brock would want as a tag team, I think it'd be Rey Mysterio. But we know we're going to see Rey versus Dominic probably at Mania, so it might have to be a three-on-one with the Hurt Business versus uh, Brock Lesnar. And we already know, MVP bashing Brock every week, that's already must-see. That would be incredible. <laughs> Do you think that uh, Omos could replace Sheldon Benjamin? Like if Bobby Lashley's putting this together again, they have a Sami Zayn situation where eventually, you know what, we're going to go with the big guy instead of Sheldon? That could be really good storytelling. And I remember, I think it was two or three weeks ago, Shelton Benjamin came out and I think it was his 20th anniversary being in the company. 
I mean, he wasn't technically there for 20 years, but like it would have marked the 20th year. So he thanked everybody. I don't know. Maybe if they want to, you know, value Shelton Benjamin's loyalty and longevity with the company, maybe, yeah, maybe you have Omos kick Shelton Benjamin to the curb. And then you have a tag team match at WrestleMania with Shelton Benjamin and Brock. I don't see it happening. I you know, I just think they're going to go with Bobby versus Brock because again, that's the most marketable, but I think like what we've seen with the bloodline and what we've seen with a lot of different tag team builds, it just brings more substance to a story. So if Shelton Benjamin can be a part of a story going into WrestleMania in 2023, that's just unique in itself. Yeah, that's long overdue there. Uh, she deserves it. He's an entertaining guy. The last time he had like a showcase at WrestleMania was like those Money in the Bank matches where he'd be flying all around all over the place but another one in this match that i think a lot of people are going to be looking at is cody and seth rollins like do you think cody rhodes is the winner of this match or do you think there's a swerve here where seth is going to eliminate him and continue that storyline yeah see this is the first i was saying this to you i think last week i don't think i've ever been this excited for the rumble just because i have no idea who's winning there's four different possible winners for me alino I'll list them, I guess, in a, in a little bit. But in terms of Cody and Seth, yeah, to me, this is intriguing because it looks like Seth just recently turned face and you really don't know. He's the type of guy where do you really trust him as a face? Like eventually he's going to weasel his way into a main event spot and become a heel again. I think at this point in time, we all know that Seth doesn't take losing nicely. So the fact that Cody Rhodes beat him with a torn peck and then we didn't see him for, what, seven, eight months I think that's in the back, like you mentioned last week, of Seth's head. And maybe, just as we think Cody's going to win, Seth just throws him over. And then it's like, oh shit, what now what? So we've seen that there's been a numerous change of the tide with Sami Zayn potentially winning the match. The Rock has been rumored to win it for a while. Um, I still think Cody is the likely guy to win, just again, based off the story of his father and winning the title for his dad. But at this point in time... You really want to make Seth Rollins a top-tier heel again. You really throw Cody Rhodes over the top rope. Seth does his normal laugh again, and right back to it, we have a Seth Rollins heel. Uh, and again, that would only mean we have a five-star match at Mania because Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins would just tear the house down again. You have a narrative again, like what we saw with Rock and Cena, how it was the once-in-a-lifetime becomes two years in a row. So it looks like we're going to get, if that's the case, Cody and Seth part two which could be better than part one and part one. We all know how good that was, but yeah, man, it's going to be fun. I, I guess we'll talk about the rumble winners. Do you want to talk about it now? Cause I don't see Cody Rhodes winning it, man. I think we're at, we're at a spot here where I like what you just said with Seth. I think we're going to see Seth Rollins either turn heel or someone just maybe Brock throws Cody out. We have no idea. Vince is back in charge. I, I have no idea, but I do think the winner Alino. And I just got to go with the momentum train, especially after last night. I got to go with Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble. I just think you look at the momentum that this guy has. Just the, like, do you, do I really want to see him tag team with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? No, I really don't. I think at this point in time, th this would only benefit Sami and this would not benefit Kevin Owens at all. But I think you do the tag team match probably at Elimination Chamber. They come up short. And then you have Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, 
where you maybe have Sami Zayn dethrone Roman in one of the best underdog stories that I've ever seen. So we've seen it with Daniel Bryan. We've seen it with Kofi Kingston. I just think based off of how Roman Reigns has had the title for two and a half, three years, Sami Zayn three years ago was nowhere near in this position. I think this is just a perfect story, perfect, perfectly timed Alino. And I love the Cody Rhodes story, but I think just the amount of effort they put into this, I think you got to go with Sami Zayn winning the Rumble here. I'm with you on that. I think it would benefit KO more than Sami at this point, even though last year going into WrestleMania, it was Kevin Owens. I had all the momentum because he was in a program with Austin and Sami Zayn was in a program with Johnny Knoxville and they still stole the show. <laughs> like that match was entertaining as all hell. And I'm still on the fence of this. I think if The Rock is in this match, he has to win. I think they'll do The Rock eliminating a heel. Maybe he eliminates Solo Sokoa and uh, the Usos in this match, and that's how he wins it. But I think Sami Zayn would be a nice pick. Another one off the board, I think Stone Cold Steve Austin is one to look at. I think he's on the radar here for surprise entrance. And uh, another surprise entrant that I've been seeing a lot online, like even uh, some graphics on like WWE on BT Sport, they go and put up Jay White throwing that out there. Could you see oh, uh, any more guys coming in this that are in other companies? Or do you think that would take away from it? Because I think we'll see Jay White and I think Nick Aldis is another one I think could be a possibility. Uh, Nick Aldis being in it would be absolutely insane. If they really want to break the forbidden door, I think you need to bring back an Andrade. I think if he can somehow manage to be in this Rumble match, dude, that would probably be, to me, the biggest surprise of the night. Charlotte just came back. She's the women's champion. We know that Andrade is not happy in AEW. Maybe they make a quick call. They have Andrade come out, maybe entrant number, I don't know, we'll say 22. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, this guy's now back in WWE. We got to wait and see. I think when you when you think Alino of other companies, it's definitely tough to kind of read because you really don't know what the the policies are, and especially in AEW. I think if if they can somehow manage Tony Khan and Vince or Triple H to kind of talk amongst each other, like, hey, you bring this guy in the Royal Rumble, we can maybe have one of our guys go to your Casino Battle Royal pay-per-view or something like that. It's like a trade for trade for one night. I, I would be so down for that. I would love to see Adam Cole back in the Rumble. I know he's not going to be there, but there's just so many names, Ali, you know, that you really have no idea. I think for me, the name that, you know, I'm a little kid in this situation, I think we see Edge come back. I think he's going to be in the Rumble, maybe come out at 25, in the 20s for sure. I think they're going to arrest him. And I got to see Edge eliminate Finn Balor. I think this is something that, you know, I think Finn is in the match. I think we're going to see Edge come out, spear almost everybody just to get to Finn, throw him out, and then we're going to have the program at WrestleMania where it's Finn Balor versus Edge, or you do Finn Balor and Ray versus uh, versus Edge and Beth. I don't think they're doing that now. Just based off what I told you, I think Ray is winning the Rumble, but I think you're going to see Edge and Finn Balor at WrestleMania, kind of like what we saw two years ago, Alino, with uh, – with AJ Styles, or was that last year? AJ Styles and, and Edge at WrestleMania. Yeah. But that was that was phenomenal. So I think we're going to see a similar situation with um, with Edge and uh, Finn Balor at this WrestleMania. But Alino, we haven't heard from Matt Riddle in a while. Um, another rumor that I've heard, I don't know how, like the source, I don't know how uh, how credible it is, but I've heard RVD 
is another name oh, out man. there that might be returning I'd for the Royal that. Rumble match. He said he's feeling good. He hasn't wrestled in a bit. I would like to see RVD get back out there. So there's a couple names that I have for you that I think are going to be in it. But I think everybody wants to see this guy come out, Alino, and it's Randy Orton. We don't know how long he's he's out for. I know his back injury is serious. He's been out for a long time. How cool would it be, Alino? You see Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes face-to-face in the Rumble match. To me, that would just give me goosebumps. I got to see him, man. I got to see Randy Orton tonight. I hope he's there. Another one, too, like imagine The Rock, Stone Cold, Randy Orton, and Brock Lesnar in the ring at the same time. Holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> that's like the generations colliding there. And then uh, another surprise here, like if RVD's in, I think that would a crowd would go crazy for that. What about Shawn Michaels? Do you think oh. he has that? It's in San Antonio. I think low-key, if Austin isn't a guy that they can get in there, I think he could be in there, but... Shawn Michaels, if he were to come out for one little spot there, we saw in Raw, teasing it a little bit with Gunther. Uh, do you think he goes in the match? I do think he goes in the match. I think uh, there were three guys that I penciled in as surprise entrance, and it was three of, in my opinion, the greatest of all time. It was The Rock, Stone Cold, and Shawn Michaels. I think these three guys are going to be in it in some case. Maybe I think if I had to pick one of the guys that's not in it, it's Shawn, but I do think. That it being in his hometown, it's well overdue. He hasn't been in a Rumble in what? I think it's been 13 years. 2010, I think, was the last one he was in. And we all know that that narrative in 2010, that was phenomenal, where he was chasing Undertaker and trying to win the belt, and we saw Dave Batista throw him out. So um, he was deranged. He had to face Undertaker. I think in this case, Alino, it would be a full circle moment if Shawn Michaels comes out and sweet chin music's Dolph Ziggler. Because oh, Ziggler stole his sweet chin music. He's got to get it back. I think it would be a cool moment to see uh, Shawn Michaels be in the Royal Rumble. But we all know a name that I just can't get out of my head as well, Alino. I know he's technically retired. It's Triple H is another guy where I would love to see him go one more time. Like you have Triple H and Shawn Michaels in the ring too. Like Jesus, man. That's just, that's incredible. I know Triple H probably won't just because of his, uh, his heart issues, but. I do want to see Shawn Michaels, man. Sweet chin music, Baron Corbin over the top rope, get an elimination. I'm down for that. And it would just take away the memory. Like his last match, he was bald. Like put him in there, let him go out in the States. There's last match in Saudi Arabia in a tag match that was just all over the place where he was the guy who was retired the longest, but outshined everybody. I think going in the Rumble would be a nice suitable way to get that off people's mind. Just go in, switch in music, Dolph, like you said, and go out there. But do you think we'll see any NXT guys in this Rumble? Or you think they should keep them off uh, for this one? Um, I think specifically with the amount of star power, I think they want to bring. I say no. If you're going to bring one guy in it, I think it's Braun Breaker. And if Braun's going to be in it, you put him in relatively early. And like I was saying before the pod went live, I think – we're going to be seeing a lot of younger stars, I think, shine in this one. I think I said to you, Austin Theory, I think, should start the Rumble and last maybe 40 minutes just to kind of tell everybody that, yeah, not only am I, you know, the, uni- the United States champion, but I am probably the future of this company. So I think Theory is going to shine bright in this match. If Braun Breaker is going to be in it, I would probably put him well inside the t- like the first 10 entrants 
have him really go out there and have a really strong showing, whether he gets eliminated by, I don't know, like a Drew McIntyre or someone like of that nature. I still think he's going to win either way. I think Drew McIntyre is another guy, Alina, where he's been a little bit on a slump. I think he's got to do some damage here. But here's my question to you, Alino, because last night we finally saw this guy wrestle, and he hasn't wrestled, I think, enough. Is Karrion Cross in this Royal Rumble? And if he is, what impact does he really have here? Yeah, he's an interesting one because, like, his return, I don't think they did him any favors because he went after Drew. Like, that was <laughs> the first one. And Drew was coming off the match with Roman and, or he was going into that match with Roman. I think it took away because both of them kind of needed a win and it didn't really do them both any favors. So I would think he's not in this. Maybe he like goes around backstage, teases something, or plays a role in that Mountain Dew uh, pitch black match that we're going to see. He uh, teases something with Bray, but unfortunately I would keep him off just to protect this character. Cause let's say he goes in the match and just gets eliminated by someone in less than five minutes and it's underwhelming. So I'd keep him out for this kind of the same reason why I think Bray is going to be kept out of this match. Yeah. Another guy too, Alino that I've been really surprised with the last like two months is Ricochet. I think he's in the rumble too. I think he's going to have a big part in it. Kofi Kingston's in it too. So we can only wait to see what he's going to be up to in this one. But what do you think about Ricochet, man? Do you think his uh, stock is rising here in 2023? Because we've seen him have quite a phenomenal run as of late with Braun Strowman. Do you think he's the type of guy, like I mentioned with Theory, being the same similar spot? You have Ricochet come out, last about 30 minutes? Yeah, I can see him have a good showing here. I think this is where Braun is going to be a bit of an asshole and throw him out. And say, oh, it was man for himself, but... For uh, Braun Strowman's case, like I just hope he doesn't fuck around again with Brock and find out. Like, don't do that because <laughs> they didn't even play it on TV. Like, <laughs> when he punched him in the head, like oh. that turned real, real quick. So, if I'm Braun, you know, slow down in the ring. You don't want to repeat it the last time. No, dude, I'll never forget that knee to the face. That was like even was Brock. You could tell he like looked up. He's like, "Oh, we're doing this. I'm actually gonna hit you now." Playing but, uh, poor yeah, Kane I, I think... against the ropes. <laughs> the knee. The knee strike, and then he punched him right in the head. Yeah, that was fun. But, um, yeah, in terms of this rumble, I think this is going to be one of those rumbles, kind of like 2017, where we're going to see a lot of nostalgia, but at the same time, I think we're going to see a, a right winner. It's one of those where, I was telling you, man, like 2012 was phenomenal because you kind of didn't know who was going to win. It was revolved around Jericho's return. And he ends up being the runner-up and losing. I don't think they're going to go in this direction where The Rock comes in and is the runner-up. But I think in this case where you have Sami Zayn, you have Cody Rhodes, I think Seth Rollins, dude, is another guy that could win again. And I wouldn't be surprised. So there's just names out there that I think it opens the door for so many possibilities. I think this is going to be one of the more uh, pay-per-view events of the next couple of years, Alina, where I think we talk about the end result really benefiting not only the superstar that wins it, but I think the company for the next like seven, eight months. So if if this is the case, I don't see Rock winning just based off of what I just said, because it wouldn't benefit the company for eight months. But I think if you have a Sami Zayn, a Cody Rhodes, a Seth Rollins, any of those guys win the Royal Rumble in this case, I think it only benefits the 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 product long term. So if 
I'm going to say this. I think it's going to be a phenomenal Royal Rumble. I think it's going to be, we're going to get to about the 21st entrant mark. And we're going to have no freaking idea who's winning it, but I got to stay with the guy that's had the most momentum, Alino. I got to go with Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble. I like it. And uh, just this Royal Rumble, it can't be worse than last year when no. Shane McMahon was booking himself to oh. be the, uh, the top guy there and it pissed everyone off and Randy Orton and Brock in there looking like what the hell's going on. And that was bad. So who did, as long who did as he eliminate? Like I think everybody. Elimin- <laughs> well, I remember like guys were just, he was still, I think he threw five guys out. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Final four, Shane McMahon. Get the fuck out of here. That was bad. And then Bad Bunny in there and going after Brock. They had that <laughs> spot. <laughs> Shane McMahon, like, just, I don't know what was going on that day. Maybe he was mad with uh, Vinnie Mac over there and just wanted to just tarnish the match, but that was bad. Brutal. I'll go on to uh, another match here that I'm really looking forward to this because we haven't seen this man wrestle in a very long time. And uh, this program that he's involved in with L.A. Knight has been hilarious. Uh, L.A. Knight came out in old Bray Wyatt gear. He had the old theme song. He's calling him an insult that likes to play with puppets. And uh, Bray and Uncle Howdy not liking it. So what are your uh, expectations for this match? Because I think this is going to be batshit crazy i think there's a lot of goofy stuff gonna happen here and uh, we're gonna see that mountain dew logo all over the barricade because this is an advertisement but how crazy do you think this match will get i just got a shout out la night man since coming to wwe his transition has been flawless i mean we saw him with mansoor and those that other guy and it's like what the hell's going on here like this guy's deserving of a better spot and he comes out, and all of a sudden, he's all of a sudden in a program with Bray Wyatt. And it's like, okay, now is where he starts getting his momentum. And dude, Eli Drake, I remember him from, uh, from what was it? From TNA, he was incredible. This was a guy that just had all the chemistry in the world, all the the he the charisma, everything. And look, look what we're getting here. He's making fun of Bray Wyatt, a guy that you don't want to make fun of. This is going to be similar, I think, to the cinematic match that we saw with John Cena. I don't know if The Fiend is going to be involved. I do see Uncle Howdy obviously being involved in this match. I think if they really want to dive deep into the storytelling of the character development, I think Alexa Bliss is going to be involved. I think the Firefly Funhouse characters are going to be involved in some way. I think Bray Wyatt wins this one clean, but I think if there's anything that we have seen from this program, Alino, it's that LA Knight is potentially a main event star in wwe and you know what man i love to see eli drake just come to wwe and be successful because guess what alino this has been his dream for a long time so it's a long time coming for eli drake i'm very happy for him i just hope this isn't a burial where after this program they have nothing for him so i got bray wyatt winning this i think this is going to be like you said he hasn't wrestled in a while we don't really know what to expect here i think it's going to be more of a theatrical match but this is going to be something. It's going to be scary. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Bray's going to get the win. For a while, I was thinking maybe this would be a good way for Eric Rowan to get back in the fold and uh, join Bray. But I think, you know what? With Alexa Bliss wrestling for the title, I think she comes up short there and 
she ends up joining Bray first, and I think they'll keep Eric Rowan for WrestleMania to complete the family. But unfortunately for uh, LA Knight, this is where he's going to take a loss. I think he's going to benefit. He already has because he had that program with Undertaker on Raw. But I think uh, we're going to see Bray get a big win and continue this whole storyline with himself and Uncle Howdy. Yeah, I was going to say, Alino, with, with with Alexa Bliss in this title match, I don't really know what to expect with that match in general. I don't know if it's going to be a 20-minute. I know it's not going to be 20 minutes. There's only five matches on the card. I don't know if it's going to be 20 minutes. I don't know if it's going to be five. Like, I guess we'll transition out of that match. Like, is that going to be a no? Is that going to be a disqualification? Because I see Alexa Bliss just kind of losing her mind and then just getting herself disqualified. I, that's how I see it. But I think Bianca Belair at this point deserves better than that. But it's character development, man. We have no idea what's happening with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't even know what they're doing here. Like, that's why I thought I was surprised that they had her in this match. And I thought they could have just had her in the Rumble and play on this character, this whole thing with Bray, even more. I don't think they really needed to go this route. But I think this means that uh, after this match, she joins Bray and goes in the mania i don't think she wrestles at wrestlemania either because of it so i think they could have just had her in the rumble and it would have made more sense i think it's going to be probably a forgetful five minute match unfortunately now I, I i mean last night bray wyatt said that things get scary in the dark and you don't want to know what's going to happen but i know the fiend character alina was a big flop after the seth rollins program and that kind of ruined it but Let's say he brings it back. Let's say The Fiend comes out tonight and he plays and, you know, he ends L.A. night. Is The Fiend, is that a marketable enough performance from Bray Wyatt to solidify him back in the main event? Or do you have them maybe not bring The Fiend character back? Yeah, I would rather not have The Fiend character just because... For now, it's like you're introducing this whole new version of Bray. I think they should keep going on this for a little while longer, just to continue this whole storyline. And then when the time is right, bring the Fiend back. But I would understand if they did it tonight because LA Knight brought back the old cult leader type of uh, character that Bray had. So I think they'll continue it and bring the Fiend. But I would rather hold them off on that for a little while longer. I miss that old Bray Wyatt, the cult leader, man. That was the buzzards, man. That was one of the best things going. I'll never forget, Alino, the Wyatt family versus the Shield at the Chamber. That match was just a banger. So, I mean, we do know that we saw even at the Rumble 2015, we saw Bray Wyatt versus Bryan in that singles match. That was phenomenal. I think Bray Wyatt, you put him in the ring with the right guys, he's going to put on a phenomenal match. I think at this point in time, he's too focused on the the theatrics and the drama and I think character building more than the match quality, which to me has kind of, it's it, it's a good thing for Bray and it's also a bad thing for Bray. I think Bray doesn't get the respect he deserves in the ring because we don't really know, like, what's a good match for Bray Wyatt? Is it 10 minutes? Is it the match we saw with John Cena at WrestleMania? Like, Like, I don't know what the expectations are anymore for him. I just want to see him go out there, Alino, have like a 15-minute match with LA Knight and surprise the shit out of everyone. But I know we're not going to get that. So at some point in time, I'll ask you, Alino, are we going to see a Bray Wyatt that has a 15-minute match with no character theatrics? Or do you think this is just now the new direction they've gone with Bray? 
Yeah, I think there's a new direction with him. I think when he was uh, wrestling Daniel Bryan, I think they had like a 30-minute match, that one Royal Rumble. I don't see them doing that too often, maybe once a year, twice a year. But overall, I think they're going to go with the Undertaker type of approach where it's going to be a lot of uh, mind games and like the whole theatrical part in the lead-up, and the match will be a little shorter just to keep them going long-term. I like it. Yeah, you're you're protecting Bray Wyatt, but I don't know, man. I feel like this is a this is an instant here where you could probably have a hidden gem with LA Knight and they're not gonna do it. So regardless, dude, LA Knight, he's winning. He's he just had that segment with the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. I'm really happy for the guy. Do you think they'll Elias him? Do you think he'll just vanish? Oh. Or do you think this is a guy that you could maybe go off against a guy like a Gunther? Because I think LA Knight, Alino, I think he could be a really, really good babyface too in the company. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just cutting everybody up and with his promos, I think he could. Uh, right now, I think they'll keep him as a heel going forward. But if they want to make that change, it worked in NXT when he was working with some of those guys. I think it could uh, benefit him, even be successful at it on the, the main roster there. I agree, man. It's going to be a fun show tonight. Sami Zayn's winning it, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> and do you think, uh, I guess, Roman and Kevin Owens is the most predictable match here, but do you think this should be a match that's long, or do you think this should be one where at the 10-minute mark, that's when you have everybody come out, the interference play a role, and maybe you have Sami uh, even the odds are in help KO to end that matchup? I think it depends on where the match is in the card. If it's going to main event the show, which I don't think should be the case, if it's the main event, you're having Sami Zayn do something here that's detrimental where maybe, yeah, he blunders in the match and Reigns survives and wins, and then you have the bloodline beat the shit out of Sami to close the show. Or you have Sami Zayn close the show by winning the Royal Rumble. And it's like, oh, shit. Roman has both titles. It's not like he has a choice who he's going to face at the show of shows. He's facing Roman Reigns. So either way, Alino, I think there's something that's going to happen here. I think Kevin Owens, we all know that regardless of whatever, you know, storyline is around this, he's going to, he's going to hit it out of the park. He's going to put it, put his all. We saw two years ago when we saw Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, that match to me was phenomenal. Other than the ending with the ref and, the handcuff debacle, I think that match was phenomenal. We saw golf carts, skids. We saw everything in that match. I think this is – I think this – is this an ODQ? I think it is. Um, yeah, I'll double check on that. Yeah, I think it Maybe is. Maybe not. If, if it's not, then I still think it's going to be a solid match where the quality – like we've seen Roman Reigns. He hasn't had a bad match in two and a half years. He's on a different level. He's cocky. He's confident. He's got all of it. And Kevin Owens, man – Say what you want. I've said this about Finn Balor with Triple H in charge. As long as Triple H is in charge, Kevin Owens and Finn Balor have a shot to have a phenomenal run. And we're seeing it with Kevin Owens right now. He's reinvigorated himself, reinvented himself. He's motivated. I think this is going to be a phenomenal match, Alino, regardless of, you know, it is predictable. We see Roman Reigns winning. But I think Kevin Owens, we're going to see a couple near falls. We're going to see a couple big-time narratives where Sammy might want to interfere and doesn't. And we see maybe Kevin Owens almost get the win, but we know Roman Reigns is going to win this match. If I was if I was booking the card, Alino, I would have this in the middle of the show, and I would have the Men's Royal Rumble main event. Yeah, I agree. I'd have this there, and 
if it's like not last or maybe second last have the women's rumble and then this so they're not doing rumbles back to back but i agree this should not close the show like three years ago when they did it it was a strong enough rivalry where they could have now it's like everyone's looking past the whole kevin owens thing they're like okay when this is over that's when the real feud is going to start with Sami Zayn and whoever like the rock cody whoever they want to throw in there so this is a filler main event a good one but it's a filler for where they want to go and it sucks man because it's kevin owens and he's not a filler guy but We've talked about it. The narrative with the bloodline has been running WWE TV since what May, June of last year. So it's been a long time coming. It's been, I mean, it it doesn't it does help that Roman doesn't compete at every pay per view too. So I mean, the build has been phenomenal. I think the closest I've seen where we thought Roman would lose was uh, with Drew McIntyre there, and uh, you know Solo Sequoia coming out making his debut and costing Drew. I think at this point in time, Alino, regardless of whatever happens, I like again, this revolves around Sami Zayn. And at the end of the day, whether it's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos or Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, that's the end result. So like you said, it's filler, unfortunately, for Kevin Owens at this spot. But Kevin Owens is a guy that won't let you remember him as being filler. He's going to put his all out there and put on a main event caliber match. So regardless, Alino... Roman Reigns is retaining. His reign is gonna just gonna keep on going. I think he's well past a thousand days now. He's one of the greatest. I don't think he's past a thousand days. I think he's at like nine hundred or something. But what a run it's been. It's gonna continue. Kevin Owens is that type of guy though. Where I I'll say this, Alino, I'll give it a four star grade if I had to predict it right now. I agree. Do you think there will ever be a, a situation where they would consider? Instead of all the other guys that everyone thinks could uh, take it off Roman, they go with his right-hand man, Jey Uso, instead. Hey, man, if there's one guy deserving of it, especially over character development the last two years, yeah, it's Jey Uso. If it's not Sammy, it's Jey for sure. We've seen Jey, man. I, I remember I was actually listening to the podcast with us, me, you, and Pinello. This was The Chamber 2021 when he eliminated uh, Sheamus and someone else, and we're like, okay. This guy's getting a little singles run here, but his character was still kind of, we didn't know if he was a face, a heel. We didn't know how his mic work was, but here we are now, man. This guy, he's a, call me crazy. He's a main eventer. I think if you put Jay Uso in the main event right now, people are not booing him at all. And they are not, you know, regretting that situation. So I like how you, you bring up Jay Uso there. Uh, he's been linked to Sami Zayn for the longest time. If they really wanted to go with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, I know they're not. But if they did, maybe, let's say, down the line as a singles feud, not even for the belt, that that's already a sub-main event type of thing right there. So I got to give kudos to Jey Uso, man. The guy has just changed his ways so much the last couple of years. Him and Roman Reigns specifically in terms of character development. Again, I'll lead on. I don't know if they went to The Rock for advice for, for character development, but, man, those two guys... Holy shit, have they improved? I agree. Should be a fun one. That's tonight. And speaking of stuff that's tonight and last night, the Leafs in Ottawa, there was a blunder. Uh, Bro, a blunder. little bump on the road. <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, the Leafs as we transition to hockey? Like, I know Mitch Marner called game a couple ga- days ago. That was a phenomenal goal. But to have that kind of effort against the Senators, so you should just dismantle quite easily what were your thoughts on that one 
it's a trend that we're getting used to this year where when we take on the bad teams, we just get killed. So we've lost to Columbus. We've lost to Anaheim. We've lost to Arizona. We've lost to Montreal. We've just lost to all the bad teams. Ottawa's not even above 500. Now, yeah, they call they do have good players. They have Stutzel, Giroux last night with that toe drag. Oh, my God. That was Nasty. like straight out of 2011 when he did that shootout goal on Gustafson. If you don't remember that, go watch it on YouTube. It's there. Um, but last night, to me, was very concerning because Matthews, we all know, is out with, for three weeks with a knee sprain. It's it's obviously smart because you have the all-star break and they only play six games in that three-week span. But, man, Alino, if Pontus Holmberg's going to be your second-line center, we're in for a rough six games. I don't know if we're going to win half of them with Pontus Holmberg as our second-line center. I will say this, though. Bobby McMahon and Joey Anderson are looking pretty damn solid for depth, guys. Last night, we got to talk about William Nylander, man. Like, the guy has 40 points in 27 home games this year. He has dominated at Scotiabank Arena. We know Matthew's now being hurt. Barkov replaces him, where I think he has no business replacing Matthews. I think you put William Nylander in there. He's been one of the bright stories of the season. Barkov has also missed quite a bit of games. He had what? I think he has 43 and 40, which to me is it's great. It's impressive, but like Willie's at 58, 50-something points. He leads the Leafs in points, dude. He leads the Leafs over Marner and Matthews, and he's not in the All-Star game. But I could go on about this all day. Basing off of last night's game, Alino, I think our goaltending has looked a little shaky the last couple of weeks. Morgan Riley, I think, is starting to get tired, man. He's playing way too many minutes. We need to start – we need to get another D because – Mark Giordano is not getting any younger. We're still putting him out there 22 to 23 minutes a night. And Lilgren and Sandin are still not polished. So if I'm the Leafs, Alino, I got to go out there and get Jacob Chikrin by any means at this point. Yeah, Chikrin, if the price is right, or Klingberg, I think even though he's on a bad team, they need somebody because I agree with you. Like Timmons is a nice story, but in the playoffs, like he needs some vets, like someone to help. Like we've seen the story the last few years now. And I think they kind of tried to address it by bringing Jordano last year. It didn't really work out. Uh, Muzzin going down now doesn't help unless they pull like the little Tampa loophole. And as soon as the playoffs come around, there's reports that always oh, starting to feel a little bit better or penciling him <laughs> in for game three. And then game three comes out. He's playing like the Stanley cup defender. He is. So I think that would be amazing, but and I think a defenseman should be uh, a priority and another forward because I think Nylander, he has, uh, just pulling it up here, I don't think he has played center like on a consistent basis, so they could pencil him in, but it would be like a Band-Aid solution. If they had Nylander as a second-line center, you move Tavares up to the first line, then you have a, a little gap there on the wing. So I think another forward is another one. So depth score, but definitely a defenseman on the back end. Yeah, and, uh, you know, you talk about stories like Connor Timmons. We want to re-sign him. He's been phenomenal. And another guy that I thought at the beginning of the year was a great story, too, was Jordy Ben. He came in. He was looking good out the gate. And then all of a sudden, he gets injured, what, two, three times in the span of a month, comes back, makes a lot of careless decisions in our own zone. He coughs it up quite a bit. And all of a sudden, Alino, if you look at our AHL defenseman, 
again, I don't really follow the AHL that well, but I can't name you 3D in our AHL system. So that's a problem in itself. I know we do have the goaltending. We have Wall and we have uh, uh, Shalgren down there, which I think, you know, it's safe to say that Joseph Wall at some point, I think, is going to be a part of this Leaf team, whether it's yeah. next year, two years from now. He's putting up phenomenal numbers in the AHL. Um, but, yeah, you said it perfectly. I think, you know, with Matthews out, Kerfoot potentially being on the way out, Nylander, maybe you want to move him to center. That second-line wing spot just looks – like it, we've neglected that spot for a while. I remember Marlowe was the guy that was like the last – premier second line winger it was him and jvr back in 2018 or 17 and you like now we're looking at it kerfoot and Yarncrock are basically rotating on that second line i think we need to go out you know i've said this i think it was last week or two weeks ago the perfect signings they're not sexy names sam bennett would be one and i think gavrikov from columbus that defensive d would be great for the leafs just because again they're, they're holes that we need in our lineup. If you have Sam Bennett, he's literally – he'd be the Tyler Bozak now of our team. He'd play second line or third line. You could put him on the wing, second power play unit. It would just bolster so much. And we've seen Sam Bennett. He's a consistent 20-goal guy. So at the end of the day, Alino, there are holes in this Leaf team. Regardless of how well we're doing, Kerfoot is not going to do it. We've seen Yarkrock. He's, he's been really good this year, but – over the years, man, we've gone through so many wingers. We had Koshay last year. We've had just guys coming, like Janssen, Kapanen, so many guys come in here and just not stick. So I think if we can get a Sam Bennett, we can get another, maybe an Anthony Manta, who's been rumored to get traded. Maybe you, you need a fresh start, come to Toronto. If Manta were to play with a guy like Tavares or Matthews, man, who knows what can happen with Manta. So there's a lot of options. Unfortunately, though, there's just not a lot of guys that stick to the to the script of the Leafs. So it's going to be interesting to see. But, Alino, I'm circling on the trade deadline. We need a defenseman. Yeah. I'd love to see the scores come in. But if you're going to be successful, you need a, at least a suitable defensive end, some pairings at work and gel together and not just throwing guys in a blender and hoping for the best. But – on Vancouver, just speaking of scoring, like they're looking like they want to just trade everybody at this point. Do you go for like a Besser or do you think Bo Horvat would be the better fit? For the Leafs, um, I would go all in. Like if I'm getting Bo Horvat, you have to trade Matthew Nice. You have to probably trade the first because we do see that they do probably want to tank this year as, as Bedard is from Vancouver. But Man, if you can get Bo Horvat, that's terrifying for any other team. Boston would probably be very upset if we were to get Bo Horvat. I think Besser's a guy, Alino, where I think I hate to say this because I used to love this guy. I think he's a little overrated right now. I, I think he's a guy that can get you 25 to 30 at most. It's like what Mike Hoffman was in 2016. I think that's what Brock Besser is right now. He'll get you at most 60 points, a 30-30 guy. That could be a dual power play threat, but you, you really don't know if he is. I think Bo, Bo Horvat would be the home run play for the Leafs. And another play that I heard the Leafs might go out and get just as a rental for this year, Timo Meyer has been linked to the Leafs. And if Timo Meyer goes to the Leafs, man, I know we're going to have to trade probably Sandine, Nice. Probably not have to trade those guys, but Arlino, are you doing that if you're the Leafs going all in this year? 
Oh yeah, I think they have to, especially Dubis. Like, I don't know if he's thinking on his analytic little uh, laptop there, but uh, <laughs> if they don't get past the first round, uh, he can stop planning for the future because I think his job's done. Like, he's he can out. go look for other positions on other teams because I think this is the make it or break it time. He needs to put the big boy pants on at the deadline and uh, go swing at the sharks that are available. So. Uh, I think he has to, <laughs> he has to <laughs> just go out and go GM mode in NHL, get any big name that you can fit under the cap and help this team like have some success. So even Shanahan, like I, I don't know if uh, he's comfortable in his job. Like, do you think he can survive another year if they have bad performances? Because the Leafs under the whole MLSE banner are the only team not to even win a championship. I think. Uh... At this point in time, we've had the similar talk to lot like last year. I think the way the playoffs ended, where we came really close and we just couldn't beat Tampa Bay in Game Seven, I think Sheldon Keith was fine just because of how great we looked last year. Like, come on! Other than that pick goal that Justin, you know, the pick, and then they called it the penalty, and I think we easily could have won that game if that goal counted. So. We all know that that was unfortunate. We've seen that play numerous times this year, and they haven't called it. So, um, But I think after this year, if we lose in the first round, regardless if it's Tampa Bay, if it's Boston, if we somehow finish first and face, I don't know, like a New Jersey or a team like that, and we lose, then everybody's gone. I think Dubas is gone. I think Keith is gone. I think Shanahan's gone. I think you're going full tilt, man, because – it's been what? This is, I think, Dubas's fifth, sixth year already as the GM, and there's really been no signs of improvement. I remember Mark Hunter, when he was the GM, you know, he's, he was the guy that really drafted Mitch Marner, and that kind of changed the tide for this franchise. A lot of people forget what Mark Hunter did for this team. So I think at this point in time, Alino, I know we've talked about the playoff format and how they have to change it and go back to one to eight. That's my biggest question, Alina. If they went back to one to eight, we probably wouldn't be having this discussion about uh, job security in Toronto. So I don't know. I think if the Leafs can somehow finish first and they take on a juicy matchup in the first round, if it's New Jersey who's inexperienced, if it's Pittsburgh who's getting old, if they lose to those teams, absolutely, yeah, they're out the door. But if it's, again, a Bruins and Lightning-type scenario where they're top five teams in the league – do you really want to pull the trigger and fire them? I know like it's tough to tell, but it's a tough situation because of how great Boston and Tampa are. You know what I mean? It's just tough. Yeah. And I just think like if they are going to do it, I feel a little worried if I'm those guys, because uh, Barry Trotz is still out there. I think now he would uh, just be rejuvenated to come back into the NHL. He set some time off Boudreaux said like his biggest dream that would be like to win a Stanley Cup in Toronto and as a former player of the Leafs coming in I think that would be appealing if even he's an assistant coach with trots as a head coach if I'm Keith there I would be uh, a little worried then you go to the GM spot Mark Hunter I think he would be uh enticed to come back if he knows he's going to be the guy so Dubas this whole analytic model might go right to shit so that's another one <laughs> and if I'm Shanahan Look around, Masayu Jiri is getting all this uh, money, the extension. They're giving him what he wants because he deserves it because he wins. TFC, they've won before, so they're pretty good. And 
you look at Shanahan, no trophy. So Bell and Rogers, MLSC will probably go, okay, Sundin, what's he up to in Sweden? Maybe exactly. I was just going to gonna say Sundin, so yeah. That's another one where if I'm those guys, I look at uh, the C and I'm like, you know what? I like my office. How do I keep it here? I mean, it works out. You look at Cam Neely in Boston. He's basically been there for the last like 10 plus years and he was a Bruins legend. If you could bring Matt Sundin here, who's a Leafs legend, that can maybe motivate some guys to play a little bit harder and really want to wear their heart on their sleeve and really play for this franchise. I know, Alino, I'll say this time and time again, Morgan Riley to me is the heart of the Leafs. He's the guy that just brings his all he has the last eight, nine years. And yeah, I've heard some people say, yeah, you know, Morgan Riley, he's overrated. Uh, he doesn't do enough in the defensive end. Well, he's had nobody to help him the last four or five years. So do you blame him for making some, some mistakes, you know, just, being so exhausted, but I do like that. I think Mark Hunter would be a great guy to come back and really lead this team. We've come to terms, Alino, that sometimes the analytics stuff just doesn't really work in this league. You, you go with the the grind and pound type of hockey. Tampa's been successful. Boston's been successful. The Islanders the last couple of years have been successful. So I think you go back to the grinding type of hockey. You bring a legend in like Matt Sundin, Barry Trotz, Bruce Boudreau. Those are all phenomenal options for this team if Keith and Dubas are out of the door. Yeah, like we're not hoping, obviously, that no, they no. shit the bed there, but <laughs> they got to know that this is a results-driven business. Like if this was soccer, they would have been out after one oh. year. So <laughs> they would have like, been out three years ago. <laughs> this is Manchester United. That was uh, the situation. You would be on our fifth coaching staff in eight months right now. So I think they're uh, lucky it's hockey. But Dude, I don't it, want everyone. <laughs> if it was if it was soccer after the the Habs loss, they would they would have just cleaned <laughs> out with everybody. <laughs> they probably would have even traded Matthews. <laughs> oh man! Said, oh, extension. Yeah, we're gonna go after another guy. Sorry about that. We're, we're gonna trade our first, second, third round pick for an aging guy. If this was the Lakers and like LeBron on the team, we wouldn't have any draft picks right now. So no. <laughs> On that oh. note there, we want to just end off on something positive because I know the Leafs had a bad game, so got to give Mitchie some love for this. We'll end on a, a nice clip of Mitchie just closing it, ending the game. boy, Mitchie. <laughs> what a goal. Look at that. Yeah, man, he's been phenomenal. He's been probably one of our best players, if not our best, most important player this year. I will say the biggest story has been Willie as he leads our team in goals and points, which to me is a flat-out problem because he's a yeah. free agent next year. But, yeah, Marner's been the guy that really, to me, his two-way game has just been flawless. And the fact that he's on the penalty kill and he's blocking shots and he's sniping a lot more than I I thought he would. I remember I was at the Winnipeg game. And he scored that shorthanded goal, and he sniped it. And I was like, holy crap, I have not seen Marner have that great of a shot, especially on his uh, on his weak side there. So Marner, to me, has surprised a lot this year. I know there's been, always been a lot of doubters with Mitchie just because of his playoff performance. But if we could see this Marner in the postseason, Alino, watch out. Yeah, just like this is a team with Matthews who had like over 60 goals and – the story of the team is Marner and Nylander right now. And they also have Tavares. So 40 goal, 60 goal scores. And the other two have stepped up in a big way and have been carrying the offense while 
Matthews has struggled to score this year. Maybe it's injury related. Maybe that's what caused them, but he was getting a little hot, getting a couple goals every game and then the knee sprain. So maybe he comes back better. Uh, hopefully he does, but yeah, Marner, man, holy shit. <laughs> and it's the, crazy. the whole thing there. It's crazy. Yeah. Cool. Cause he, he's even been on a 20, he was on what a 23 game point streak. Yeah. And he's, it's not like he's putting up Pasternak or McDavid numbers. It, I mean, no one's putting up McDavid numbers. That guy's a video game. But, I mean, Pasternak right now is on pace for, I think it's 120 points. And Marner, you would think, if I told you, yeah, he's on a, he was on a 23-game point streak, you would probably think he's like third or fourth in scoring. But he's like 12th or maybe even – like he's what, like – 20th in scoring he's got i think 58 in 49 something like that which is still great but when you think of a 23 game point streak it's like oh shit this guy you would think would have 80 points or something but man it's two-way game you can't like people i i understand where in the postseason it's like yeah he coughs it up he doesn't delay a game he doesn't want to get hit but dude he's killing penalties he's blocking shots He's our best facilitator by far. He creates the most scoring chances. This guy is a top 10 player in the league right now. No doubt about it. So I love Mitchie. I think all he's proving all the doubters wrong every single game he goes out there. And again, yes, his contract is a little bit much. But is it really that much where Panarin's getting 11 points something and Marner's getting 10.9? Like Marner, I think, is in that ballpark right now the way he's been playing. Yeah, and it also, if the players want to raise a salary cap, you need somebody to step up and demand more money. And if everybody starts demanding more money, there's the low salary cap of what it is, the GMs are going to be like, well, we can't afford all these guys now because we have three players demanding over 10. So they're going to have to raise the salary cap up. So if anything, I think it helps the GMs, helps the players make more money. If everybody's demanding more, it raises the market value, and we'll see some guys hopefully raise a salary cap because I think it should be a lot more based on their TV deal. But the Marner uh, haters this year have been real quiet. Haven't heard As the they same. Should. Uh, yeah. Haven't heard them all chirping online, saying to trade him and get rid of him. He sucks. So it's nice to see Marner do that. Cause I saw him at a charity game and this is a kind of gamer. He is this guy's back checking it. Cause if it's a playoff game, going full force and i'm sitting there looking i'm like what the fuck is he doing <laughs> it's a charity game and this guy's skating back to go uh take the puck off bunting on a breakaway so mitchy's a gamer uh love to see that there and go leafs go go leafs go man well uh chris this was a fun week fun episode uh next week we'll uh look at some odds there uh, maybe talk about some super bowl odds so uh, gatorades will be poured on a player <laughs> but uh royal rumble tonight should be a good one hopefully we'll see a lot of surprises and uh we'll recap that next week to see all the stuff that goes on in that la night and bray wyatt match uh chris this was fun and, uh thanks everyone for tuning in we'll see you next week